Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. We're so glad you're here. It's better together, amen? And um, I believe God wants to minister and speak to us today as we are um, entering into um, what Pastor Ruben mentioned, our 21-day fast, and uh, I'm excited. I don't know how many people are excited to give up food. I'm not excited necessarily to give up the food. I'm excited for what God's going to do, right? It's, it's hard to fast, but um, God's going to meet us. And I'm going to talk over these next couple of weeks about fasting and the power of it and um, some, some things that God's laid on our heart. Um, but I just want to say this to those of you that heard about O groups, and you've been with us over these last couple moments, and um, you almost feel, if you call Oasis home, you almost feel like we've done a lot of change really fast. Um, we have. <laughs> and in one hand, I want to say I'm sorry. On the other hand, I want to say I'm encouraged because God is moving, and at the pace of what he's moving, we're trying to, to, to do our best to go where he's going, go where he's leading, and um, I know you might hear that going, well, you guys have been saying O groups are important and they're the other pedal to the bike and they're not happening for me till maybe April. I want to say that's okay. The current people that are in O groups are one that were in them before. And so we are, we are really excited about what's going to happen come, coming in over the next couple of weeks and month. And I believe God's going to place you in the right place. But until then, these moments matter. And we want to stay connected with you. We want to pray with you. We want to come alongside you. Um, if you call this place home, you're a part of this family, which sounds weird. And if you didn't hear what we talked about when it comes to God's family, when you hear the word family, you think of that Netflix documentary. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Two people, thank you. Okay, then, <clears throat> wow, I was trying to be relevant at the times, um, but there was a Netflix documentary called The Family. It's about this situation in Washington, D.C. Not a good thing, okay? That's not what we're talking about. That's weird. It's not of God. Um, God's family is of him. And uh, we get to do this thing together. And so I want to encourage you. There's going to be things coming out. If you are new to this place, if you haven't been able to get connected into those family formations, um, coming in the first Sunday of um, March, there's going to be a little gathering happening um, in between the services. So there's things happening, right? So stay encouraged. Keep showing up. Keep asking questions. We want to come alongside you. Amen? So we're going to go into fasting, 21 days as a church body, and we've done this every year that we've been a part, uh, been able to be Oasis, and um, God has really ministered to us. And we're going we're gonna to be going into, starting tomorrow, I gave you guys all the Super Bowl. God gave us the Super Bowl to enjoy food, enjoy beef sandwiches, pizza, whatever you're going to go do. Um, come on, just make sure you feast a lot tonight, because we're starting this thing tomorrow in Jesus' name. Um, and so we've been doing this, and over these years as we have done this, we have watched God move. When his people humble themselves and pray and seek his face, he heals their land. And God is going to do great and mighty things. I've I've had so many reports, even this the last year, 21 days, and then we do a seven-day fast towards the end of the year. This is a corporate fast. I've heard God do great things in people's lives. We've seen God do things, and I'm expecting for what he's going to do even this year. And this year, as we, as a body, fast together corporately. This is not a fast that is an individual fast per se. I'm not fasting on behalf of the church. We are calling us to do this together. Throughout Scripture, there is fasts where individuals fasted, and then there's corporate fasts. Esther calls the entire nation of Israel to fast for the uh, to, to fast food and water for three days. They do it together, and God moves, and 
I just believe heaven opens up when his people come and they hunger for him together. And so for some, this is a new concept. This is a new thing. Some of you have never fasted before and you've been in church for a few minutes. And and man, I, I encourage you, step in this with us. If some of you have fasted one time a year and you've done that and you've made it, good, awesome. But we're going to do 21 days together. Some of you, this is a normal practice and we love you for being a mighty example to everyone else. But together, we're going to do this. Amen? We're going to go after this. And I believe God's going to move and speak and have his way in this house. I just trust we've been in this thing where God is desperately looking for available people. He's looking for people that are letting go of the world and hungering and thirsting after him. And he's looking to move through individuals and through the body. And I believe fasting is going to help us get there. Fasting for us is we are giving up food for these 21 days from sunrise to sunset. So eat a lot at night. I'm kidding. Better joke in my head than clearly out there. Um, From sunrise to sunset. This does not mean at 5 o'clock or whenever the sun goes down. What is it now? 530, 5.15. You guys are all going to go on your weather app and see the sunset. I've watched guys fast during this time. And they're like, Pastor, sunsets at 5.17. I'm done at 5.17. That's not the goal and that's not the heart of this thing, okay? The heart isn't to get to the end of the day and just gorge ourselves with food. The heart is to hunger and thirst after God when we should be eating. So we're starving the flesh and we're feeding the soul. Dallas Willard is an amazing author. I've read a couple of his books. I'm in the process of reading another one. He says, fasting is feasting. What? How many of you know fasting is not feasting? (laughs) But what it really is, fasting is feasting on our Lord and doing his will. When we fast, when we give up the substance of food, when we give up the, the hunger that we have and we fulfill it with feasting on Jesus, things happen. Come on, how many of you know we love food? Chicagoans love food. Everyone around the world knows about Chicago and the food that they have. I have buddies that come in from out of town. I meet new friends. And and if they're not talking about the weather, if they're not talking about the snowstorms or the the cold, the windy city, you know, they're talking about the food. You get what I'm talking about? Like most people that travel in here, they're like, I'm going to the restaurants every time because we have good restaurants and I'm thankful for it. We have over 7,000 restaurants in Chicago. Did you know that? How many of you know that's a lot? Unnecessary, maybe. But we love food. We schedule our meetings around meals. We, we go to the latest and greatest restaurants. We tell friends about how good this place is. I'm guilty of it, and I, I love sharing a good meal with people. I love telling people about good meals. And I love the city that we have all these at our fingertips. Praise God. But we love food in this city. And it's a love across all different places. But in some regard, food has power over us. Truly, physical food has power over our lives. Right now, it's 11.53. I got about 15, 20 minutes. And you guys are all going to have the chance to leave here and go fulfill that hunger that's deep in your, your stomach right now. Some of you, your stomachs are growling right now as I begin to talk about pancakes with some strawberries on top and some whipped cream, maybe some French toast, maybe a chicken sandwich fried chicken sandwich with potatoes, fries. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your love is, but one of those, like, as I begin to talk, your stomachs begin to go, hello, feed me, feed me. It's it's a normal thing. 
Our stomach has a, has a hormone that will start to cry out and say, I'm hungry, feed me. I'm hungry, feed me. I'm hungry, feed me. And what do we do? Hopefully, <laughs> we run to the nearest thing we can. We get to the closest corner store. We get to the closest vending machine. We get to the closest drive up, no matter if it is the golden arches. We're going. We are going fast, and we are going there as fast as we can to fulfill what no judgment on the golden arches whatsoever. I love them fries. They're good. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name. We find our desires being fulfilled immediately, specifically our hunger desire. We will run to as fast as we can to get that thing fulfilled. In essence, what it is, it's what it is when it comes to a lot of different things in our lives, whether it be um, the desire to be loved, the desire to have intimacy, the desire to be, have accomplishments, the desire to be known. All these things are what a psychologist calls the, 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 um, the pleasure principle, where we say more than ever before, we as people, we can fulfill and fill the desires of immediate gratification by just going out and grabbing a quick meal, by grabbing a quick fix on a dating app. Why you got to go there? <laughs> we have a, a desire that we, we long for fulfillment in different places of our lives. You know, I was joking. We love food so much that we actually give it, get it delivered to our door by somebody. It could be on a bike. It could be in a car. I had a box show up to our house one time. It was a green and something box. And I opened it. And there was two meals in there. I said, God, you are good. <laughs> I whipped those things out. I started, I said, glory. They just, it just showed up. Hello, fresh. I was like, fresh in the name of the Lord. Like, we are people that literally, this is a lot funnier in my head than it's coming out to anybody. <laughs> um, we are people that will literally go to whatever lengths we can to fulfill the desires that are in us. Hunger, loneliness, the drive to be with somebody. And with the call for us on this house, why we're fasting today, why we're calling for us as a, as a house to go after this thing is because we want, I want, God wants us to be people that don't give in to momentary gratifications. We fall constantly as people because we choose momentary fixes and we give up an eternal love that God has for us. We, we give in to these quick, thick fixes, these quick things, instead of saying, God, actually your love is all that I need. Actually, your power will be my strength when I'm weak. Actually, Jesus, your mercy, man, I don't deserve it, but you give it to me. I want to run after that more than I want to satisfy this thing, this flesh. And fasting will go directly against our flesh. Right? When we fast, when we call to fast, some of you are like, man, Pastor, can we just forget this year and go to next year? Like, but what it's doing is it's messing with our flesh. It's messing with our inherent desire to say, I want something and I want it now. When I'm hungry, I want to fulfill it. We're going, no, no, no. When we're hungry, we're going to cry out to Jesus. When we're hungry, we're going to be desperate for him. When we're hungry, we're going to get in his word. When we're hungry, we're going to pick up the phone and call our friend in the house or call brother and sister in the house. And we're going to say, can we pray together? When we're hungry, we're going to contend for the city. When we're hungry, we're going to contend for those that can't eat. We're going to, when we're hungry, we're going to contend for the broken. When we're hungry, we're going to contend for all these things because we are not going to be people that need to be controlled by our flesh. We are going to be people that are controlled by the spirit of the living God. Is anybody in the house this morning and believe this? So we want to be people that fast and go after the presence of God like never before. So I want to invite you. If you call this place home, I want to encourage you 
strongly. Can I say it with a smile? And so in a moment, I'm going to talk about what fasting is and what it isn't. But this is the call, sunrise to sunset, 21 days. It might seem long, but it's going to be good. Your flesh will cry out and scream at you, but I believe the Holy Spirit's going to minister to you in such a radical way. And so fasting is talked about all throughout Scripture. All throughout Scripture, the Word talks about what fasting is. And and for the early church, they would understand this. They would know this. They practiced this. They did this. They actually fasted minimally twice a week. The early church, they fasted twice a week. (laughs) There was commentaries and quotes that I read and some really intense moments of quotes and things that if I read that to you all, you could be like, Pastor, that was just completely, that was really hard and heavy. But the reality is, is that some guys would say, like, if you didn't fast twice a week, are you really serving and following Jesus? Because that's how much they believed in this discipline. Just like prayer, just like reading the word, they believed that fasting was crucial for them to, to, to just get close and draw near to the love of God. And Jesus talks about it, and we're going to talk about it over the last, next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about what Jesus says and what he, what he, why the power of fasting. You know, Jesus says in one thing, and we might get to this or not, but I want to just say, you know, he, he looks at his disciples, and he's, they come to him, and they say, why couldn't we cast this thing out? Why couldn't we call this thing out? Why couldn't we see deliverance? Why? And he says, well, that thing only happens with much prayer and fasting. You want to be delivered? You want to see God move in your life? Start fasting. You need answers? Start fasting. You need the wisdom of God? Start fasting. Good news is, we're going to fast. And I believe God to do Are you awake this morning? I believe God's going to do it. Fasting is this, giving up food. Well, pastor, I, I can't. I have uh, 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 something in regards to, like, whether it be pregnancy or medical. Okay, he knows that. And he's not going to be, like, up there, like, you're not fasting because you're pregnant. He wants that baby to be fed in Jesus' name, right? So if there's something in your life that you can't fast, find something in your life that you can give up, okay? But for the rest of us, we're going to fast food. This is not abstaining from social media. This is not abstaining from Netflix. I encourage you. I encourage you. Rachel and I are going to uh, shut off the TV for these 21 days, and we're going we're gonna to just seek the Father during those months, not because we're holier than now, but while we give up food, we're also going to abstain from some stuff. Maybe God's calling you to abstain from alcohol over these 21 days. I encourage you to heed his voice. But this fast is not abstaining. Hear me. Pastor, I gave up social media. Well, no, you just detoxed. Hello? <laughs> like, that's a good thing. Detox. But fasting really is food. Fasting is not a restrictive diet. Well, I just had, I have to have my smoothie because I work out. And I need my Muscle milk. Okay. <laughs> I challenge you, like I have to, don't work out as hard or as much. Maybe workouts control us more than Jesus has loved us. Hello? Your body will be all right. Well, it's beach season and I got to get ripped. Well, just hold on. We got a couple months left. It's not a restricted diet. Now, hear me. If you have to do that because of medical and all that stuff, he knows that. Listen, but for majority in the room, we can do this. It'll be hard, but we can do this, okay? So I want to jump into Jesus' words, what he says in regards to a powerful thing when it comes to fasting. So grab your Bibles if you have them. Matthew 9, who brought your Bible? Tokens in heaven. No? Okay. Matthew 9. Open up to Matthew 9. Over the next couple weeks, we're going to talk about a couple different focuses that fasting does for us. And this one this week, we want to talk about how fasting um, 
picks our eyes up, that we, uh, because of fasting, we get to have an upward focus towards God. That when we fast and when we pray, our eyes get taken off of what's happening here in the natural, and we look up to him, and we see what he's about. I don't know about you, but I need now more than ever to start looking up. I need to start fixing my eyes. That song was, uh, I'm, I'm not going to sing it, but maybe I will. I fix my eyes on you. You're beautiful. Never again. In Jesus' name. Chris is like, stop, stop, stop. I fix my eyes on you. That sounds weird if you don't understand the love of the Father. But when we have an upward focus because we're saying we want our souls to be fed and not our flesh, you actually can sing that song and say, man, you're all I need. I fix my eyes on you. You're, you're so beautiful. You're so great. You're so awesome. Why does it have to happen on the live stream? People watching. You look to God and you know what he did. This should be the posture of us, man. God, you're so beautiful. Fasting helps us disconnect from this world and the chaoses of this world and the destructions of this world, and it helps us put our eyes back on the one that is worthy of it all. He's so worthy, guys. Come on, this is why fasting is so hard in this culture, because Satan has twisted it. He's, he's caused it to be something that, oh, that's just a religious practice. No, it is a spiritual discipline that will reorient our focus back on the King of Kings. And if Satan can keep us from doing it, he will keep us from looking to God and saying, man, you're so beautiful. So Matthew 9, 14 through 17. says this, Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do, why do we and the Pharisees fast? John the Baptist, the incredible man of God, prepared the way for Jesus to come. So his disciples and Commentaries believe that the Pharisees sent his disciples. They were kind of standing off in the back, and they asked the question to Jesus. I think it was an honest question. It wasn't a question to try to tra trap Jesus. They were genuinely wondering because John's disciples and the Pharisees fasted often. They followed the practice of twice a week. They knew that it was something to do. He says, why do, you, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples, the 12, right? Why, why, why did they not fast? And Jesus speak, speaks in such a weird way. A, a metaphor begins to go into this language that is so beautiful, but it's so weird in, in the natural. And he says, and Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? He's talking about himself as the bridegroom. Can the wedding guests, the people, his followers, can they mourn when the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And he says something, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch tears away from the garment and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskin. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskin. I love that. Come on, how many of you want a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, a fresh refreshment of the power of Jesus? He's looking for available people today. He wants to pour out new wine on you guys. I'm telling you, walking with Jesus should not be stale. Walking with Jesus should not just be this average thing. Walking with Jesus should be a miracle day after day, power upon power, strength upon. He wants to do it. 
but new wine is put into fresh wineskins. And so both are preserved. So Jesus has asked these questions. Hey, why do your disciples not fast? Like we, John's disciples, and those guys, the Pharisees, they, they do it, and they do it often. Why, why do you not? And Jesus answers as only he can. He gives them a, an answer that is powerful and profound, and he shows us through his answer, through his uh, answer back to them, how the kingdom of God works. See, when we fast, we come to understand the kingdom of God in a greater measure. We come to understand what the kingdom of God is about. We come to understand how we as his children come into that kingdom and what our function is, what our role is, what he has to say to us as his children. Some of you in this room right now, you've been sitting in seats for years. You've never heard who you are, your true identity. I believe if you take this 21 days, I, I don't know who this is for. This is I don't do this. I really sense if you take these 21 days and you fast and you hunger for God, he's going to fill you with so much identity, so much truth, so much grace. I cannot begin to tell you. So Jesus says, hey, hey, hey. And he responds, when the bridegroom is with them, they don't need to fast. But there will come a time when the bridegroom will be gone and they will fast. And Jesus shows them the yoke of his kingdom. When we fast, we first and foremost recognize the yoke of the kingdom of God. You, you know what the word yoke means. It's not woke, it's yoke. You with me? Yoke is a weird word that Jesus uses a lot in his teaching. In that time, there was farmers and people that had their fields, and they used yokes, and they would put them on cattle, and those cattle would stay in line. They would stay in accordance with how the, the guy that would be walking, man and woman would walk, and they would stay in line, make straight lines. I love straight lines. My OCD, I love straight lines. The yoke would keep them in place, and the yoke would continue, but it was a heavy yoke that would be on these ox, on these bulls. It was heavy. Why? To keep them going the right direction. And Jesus uses this reference all the time throughout his teaching. Hey, 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 my yoke is actually super light. My yoke, my, the, the burdens are light. The, the yoke is easy. It's, it's not like the yokes that you've heard. It's not like the religious stuff you've heard. It's not about the law and keeping it and doing all these good things to get approval. My yoke is different. And Jesus shows them what the yoke of the kingdom is when he starts to respond to them. He says to John's disciples and the Pharisees, I'm here now. The bridegroom is here. The Messiah is here. They don't need to fast. There should be rejoicing and celebration. I am physically, Jesus is physically on earth. You with me? This is a little Bible 101. Jesus is physically there. So there's no more fasting because John's disciples and the Pharisees, they fasted out of a longing for the Messiah to come. You with me? They fasted out of uh, Israel being released off of the Roman Empire. They fasted for all these things. They fasted with an expectation of this is the law. This is what we do. This is why we do it. We're waiting. We're waiting. And Jesus is like, I'm here. You don't need to fast. The bridegroom's here. Let's celebrate. Let's party. How many of you know Jesus likes a good party? No? Okay. Jesus likes a good party. <laughs> He's like, hey, listen. The kingdom doesn't work the way that you think it works. I'm not going to have you fast when I'm here. There's going to come a time when you will have to fast because what does Jesus do? He goes to the cross. He dies, a sinner's death, a ransom in love for each and every one of us. Come on, I don't know about you, but that should be the best news. That should be the greatest news, that he went to a cross for each and... 
Every one of us. And then he went to the grave, stole the keys of death, came up out of the grave, raised till after your day, says, guys, I'm back. I told you, I'm back. Like, look, I'm back. I'm back. I conquered death so you could have life. And then he ascended, it says, back up to the heavens. And he's seated. Right now, Jesus is seated next to his father in the victory seat. Church, that's the best news ever, that Jesus is seated in the victory seat and our position is with him in it. Guys, wake up. This is why stale Christianity is not of God. This is why we should not be people that are bogged down by the yoke of sin day in and day out. This is why there should be joy, unending joy coming from our lips like all the time because God is so good. I've had way too much coffee prior to this service. But guys, Jesus says, you don't need to fast when I'm here, but now he's back up with the Father. He's in heaven. And so now why do we fast? Because it says the time will come when you fast. Who's he talking to? Saying, I'm going to come back. Jesus is coming back. How many of you know Jesus is going to return a second time? Jesus is coming back for his church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. I'm ready. Ready whenever. Do I know when? Nope. Do I want to know? No. I want to live my life just fully devoted to him today. I want to share the kingdom with people today. There are people that are dying and going to hell today, and it's a job for us to go out and share the good news. But Jesus says, there will come a time when I'm going to come back. But until that time comes, fast. Don't fast out of religious duty. Fast not to earn my love. Fast to come close to me. That's the yoke of the kingdom. Fast so you can know my love. Jesus says there's going to be a time when people will fast. It's not because you want to be like the Pharisees that walked around and told everybody we're fasting. We're the spiritual leaders of this place. We fast. Can I tell you something? Don't tell people you're fasting. I mean, if you have a work meeting and you're like, why aren't you not eating? You could just say, like, I'm, I'm not eating if they keep pressing you. You could, you should, yeah, whatever. Use wisdom. But we should not be walking around going, I'm fasting. Oh, my pastor, he's the worst. He called a 21-day fast. And honestly, guys, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't, like, like. No, Scripture says, I don't know what that was. Scripture says, <laughs> Scripture says, take a shower. <laughs> Put some cologne on. <laughs> Wash your face. Put some clothes on, as we should always and forever in Jesus' name. Stop walking around like, why? We're fasting. No. When we fast and when we pray and we understand the yoke of the kingdom, we can walk around Hungry, yes, physically, but feeding spiritually and going, man, I get to get close to my father. I get to have his love. He's speaking stuff to me that I've never heard before, and it's the best thing ever. Like, I love Jesus so much. Fasting awakens us to the yoke of the kingdom, that the kingdom does not put stuff on you that is super heavy. The kingdom's yoke does not put stuff on you that bogs you down and bears you down. The kingdom puts grace in you, mercy in you, kindness in you, favor upon you, blessing upon you, deliverance upon you. That is the yoke of the kingdom, to see people delivered and set free. Come on, that's why fasting, that's why fasting will break habits in your life. That's why fasting will realign your minds to the kingdom. That's why fasting will, will work in your minds that where there have been detours created in your minds, it will bring you in alignment with the kingdom of God. I believe this. There is, oh man, whew, I feel the presence of God. Fasting will align us deeper to what the kingdom has for us. 
You know, following Jesus is hard. Yes? It says the road is, the, the, the gate is narrow, and when you get through the gate, it's a hard road. But when you fast and you draw near to him and you pray and you seek his presence, oh man, you get strength. Oh, you get deep strength in the inner man. You get deep strength to keep walking this thing out. Jesus is saying, hey, 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 don't fast right now. I'm here, but I'm going to go away. And when I'm away, and until I return, until you meet me face to face, fast to draw near. Jesus doesn't say, if you want to, as his disciples. Hear me. Jesus never says that. He says, when you fast. Why? Jesus just has an expectation that we're going to do this. And so when we fast, we come to understand the yoke of the kingdom. Isn't that good news that we get to know that the kingdom of heaven is with us and is moving in us? That is why, listen, listen, as Jesus is not here, he's seated at the Father. The best news is he's given us the promise of the Holy Spirit right now. Woo! I might get a little charismatic here in this moment. Welcome, all you guys. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm so thankful that Jesus and John says, it's gonna, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send someone greater that's going to be with you, that's going to dwell in you, that's going to be around you, that's going to speak to you, that's going to be your helper, your comforter, your deliverer, the one that's going to give you wisdom. That's what he promised us. And so as we go and as we posture ourselves in prayer, as we posture ourselves to opening up his word, as we posture ourselves to silence and solitude, as we posture ourselves in taking communion, the Holy Spirit is there with us, turning and drawing our affections to the Father. And it's so good to be with the Spirit of God. We yearn, we learn the yoke of the kingdom. As we fast, the second thing that we do is we begin as we fast to yearn for the kingdom of God. When you know what the yoke of the kingdom is, oh man, when you get rid of the, guys, hear me. I want to say this in the right way. It's coming really fast. A lot of us have a lot of religious church stuff in us right now, in this house right now, in this moment. And I pray that off of you right now. I pray that you would understand the kingdom of God the way that the kingdom of God has always been. When you know the pure kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, where he delights in his kids, (laughs) he loves his children, he's contending for his kids to the Father, he's not going to leave you where you belong, he's going to continue to call you. Man, I don't know about you, but I want to yearn for him more than anything else. And as we fast, our hearts should begin to yearn for the kingdom. That's why he says there will come a day where you will have to fast. Why will you have to fast? Because it creates in us a yearning for the kingdom of God. It creates in us a, a detachment, a disconnecting from the world's systems, the world's values, the world's morals, and it connects us to the kingdom's values, the kingdom's morals, the kingdom of heaven. This is what fasting does. It creates in us a yearning and a desire to know him more to be with him more, to have an understanding of who he is. I don't know about you, but I want to yearn for the kingdom more than anything else. I want you to yearn for the kingdom more than anything else. This world will call for your attention. This world will scream at you to give them their, your affection. The world is desperate to steal you. Can I just tell you, the world will take more from you, rob more from you, kill you. I'm a testimony to it. I walked through that life. And it'll take more from you than it'll ever give. And so instead of yearning for the world and its affections and its love, when we fast, our affections are going to turn to a perfect father that loves his kids so much that he would give his son. Come on, church, this is good news. 
That man, we yearn as we fast, we yearn. God, bring your kingdom more to my life. Bring it. I want to know it more. I want to know the deeper things of you. I want to know the secret things of you. Scripture talks about as we fast and pray, he takes us into the secret places. Oh, pastor, that's a weird word. I didn't write it. <laughs> Take it up with God. But it's the most beautiful thing, man. When you're in their quiet place and you're in that place, you're in that tent of meeting, you're in that place where God is speaking to you and he starts to tell you secret stuff. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. So as we fast, we begin to yearn. We begin to yearn for people. We begin to yearn for the city. We begin to yearn to see his will done here. Not me have some platform. Not me get my stuff that I want. No, I want his kingdom in my life. See, this is why fasting is really hard. Because why we're in a day and age in a culture where it says, do you? Right? No? You with me? Do whatever feels good. Do whatever you want to do. No one's going to tell you. No one's going to tell me what to do. Well, um, he's king. You are not. <laughs> I am not. And when we get to know that more and more, our life actually becomes freer more and more. Is that the right verbiage to use? More free? More, more, more free? I have a master's degree. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Y'all want to yearn for the kingdom. This is why we fast. This is why we pray. And as we yearn for the kingdom, the kingdom is revealed to us. We recognize where our affections are out of line. We recognize where some of our sources are out of line. We recognize some maybe relationships that are out of line. We recognize maybe the job that we're in is not where God would have us. We recognize all bunch of different things that God wants to speak to us as, he, as we yearn for him. As we come close to him, what does it say? He comes close. And so as we yearn for him, when Jesus said, you're going to fast, they're going to fast. Why do we fast? Out of a yearning for his kingdom. And then the last thing that we discover here is that we come as we fast, we come to yield to his kingdom. We come to yield. Jesus goes into this weird metaphor. It's a really weird transition. Like he's talking about all the bridegroom and all this stuff. And then he just goes into talking about wine and wineskin. Like, Jesus, what are you doing? Anybody else think that? Like, how did this but he's showing us that as we come and as we yearn for the kingdom, when we know what the kingdom's about, we begin to yield to his plans and his purposes. We begin to yield to his power and his grace. We begin to yearn to his, uh, yield to his mercy. And as we yield our lives to him, what is this calling for? Surrender. Why do we fast? Because there's some places in my heart that I haven't surrendered. Can I be honest? There's places in my own life that I haven't surrendered. That when I begin to fast, and I get to know the kingdom of God, and I get to build a deeper trust with him. It's not to fast to earn his love, hear me, but it's a fast to gain more and to know deeper his love. I begin to yield my life to him more. I begin to yield the deeper things in me more and more. And Jesus talks about this wineskin. You can't put a patch on it. It's gonna break when the new wine will be poured into. What you need to create is brand new wineskin. You need to create a place, an available heart, an available life to say, Jesus, I got some stuff that I would ask that you could pour some new wine into. And would you heal it? And would you mend it? And would you bring release of, of this stuff off my life? God, I'm available. I'm available. And if you're calling me to fast, and you're calling me to draw close to you, then I'm going to trust it in faith, and I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to trust it in faith and I'm going to do it. Guys, I could share countless stories. I'm done. Worship team, come on up. I could share countless stories of people fasting and just getting so close to the Father. People that were so far from him coming and just surrendering and saying, I'm not going to feed my body. I'm just going to feed my soul. I'm not going to feed my, I'm going to feed my soul and I'm going to come to know you. Jesus has shown up in radical ways to them. You want your life to not be stale. You want your walk to not be stale. Yield to the kingdom of God and watch him move. This is not yielding to a house called Oasis. Hear me. Some of you, I know the thoughts are, man, they just, they, they put all these practices in. It's just hard. <laughs> if they did it, <laughs> if Jesus talks about it, then we should do it, right? Because our flesh goes right up against, fights against the kingdom. And as we starve that thing, as we starve that, as we say, no, 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 I'm going to run after the kingdom. Because guys, when you're hungry, <laughs> You go after Jesus. And that last hour of the day, you start crying out to Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And guess what? No matter if it's like a real intended prayer or not, I believe he's going to meet you. I believe he's going to come. I believe his kingdom is going to show you greater things than what you could ever imagine. Is this okay today, church? We're not fasting to get something. We're not fasting to... to, to No, we're fasting to just come deeper in his love. We're fasting to see people released. We're fasting to see wounds healed in this house. We're fasting so that people can just hear the Father's voice better. We're fasting because Jesus told us there's a time that will come when you will fast. And so if my belief, if my, if you're going to call yourself a follower of me do what I say right do what I say so we're gonna do this together if you're in your old group there's gonna be a practice that you do as you gather in those homes and places you're gonna walk through that there's gonna be prayer time there's gonna be communion and all this stuff's happening if you're like I'm not in an old group pastor and I, I keep hearing about it we have the practice guides up on our website for everybody else to come you can join with your roommates you can join with your spouse you can join in with a friend from the church whatever the case may be but I encourage you guys to walk through this stuff there's prayers on there there's guided prayers there's things to pray for there's contending happening throughout this week but I believe as we fast we're gonna come to know the kingdom We're going to come to know Jesus. We're going to come to know the love that he has for us. And we're going to yield our lives. And we're going to yield our families. We're going to yield our relationships. We're going to yield everything that we think is our desires. And we're going to say, Father, feed our souls. Feed our souls. It's better to feed on him than anything else. Amen? It's better to be in his house than anywhere else, Scripture says. It's better to be in his presence than anywhere else, Scripture says. Man, it is so good to feast on Jesus. So come on, would you stand to your feet for a second?